Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello, people of the world. I am Rebecca Nichols. Welcome to my podcast show, Finding Nirvana. For me, personally, Finding Nirvana was more about unlearning and becoming who I was destined to be. It's about releasing the shackles and stepping into uncertainty, but with surety that everything is going to plan. The divine plan. It's about releasing fear and vibing high with love. It's about living your truth and being really fucking unapologetic, babe. It's about forgiveness, deep connection, mindfulness, meditation, and hacking your own health and well-being. This is your life, your journey. And on this show, I'm here to support you through sharing and shedding some light. I'm here to empower you to be the highest version of yourself. So stay tuned, subscribe, and tell your friends because we are going. And it is a journey, guys. I am so excited to have on the show today someone who I really, really admire in the world of birthkeeping, who's um, really, really helped me along on the journey with with Ocean. Um, Her name is Kemi Johnson. She is an absolute legend. And and this podcast, I really just wanted to have a conversation with Kemi about um, just the power of birth, really. (laughs) What else can I say? That's it. I mean, birth should be and, you know, is a birthright, uh, is is a rite of passage, a a spiritual experience. You're you're carrying, you know, a soul here and into this earth plane, something that the work I do is obviously can be having to go back into that birth story and understand what you were born into. So a lot of my work is correcting some of the trauma that we encounter at birth as well. So I think these are the times where we need to really recognize um, the power we have as women. So great to have you on the show here today, Kemi. Welcome. I'm so glad. I'm sure we don't need to tell anyone. Um, Oh God, you're going to have to pause it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my brain because because my filter my filter's off okay you can keep it in by the way I actually don't care keep it in for a minute seriously people just get me as I am and um <laughs> thank, thanks to you um that's the case right so that's better I've changed the filter change the filter everyone um actually Rebecca um she speaks very highly of me but I can speak very highly of her she looked straight into my soul the first time I met her was standing in her kitchen and she could just see how much he did fixing and when I say fixing my pure self is perfect but I had lots of overlays it's like I, I just had overlays and and so she started me on this process of like scratching away all of this old paint to get to the genuine article and 
and seriously, like she was uncompromising. It's like she was very kind, but it's like, child, you've got shit to fix. <laughs> and so, and so I did. I waited in, and now I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a headache. Now I'm the full Kemi. I'm <laughs> I love it. Awesome. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, we've we've worked together obviously, and I've worked with you to help yeah. to you know bring out that that power in you to to show yeah, you did. that you yes you can and you've got this voice, isn't it? And you so, did. so tell me about like what you've been doing and your mission and you know yeah. journey. Yeah, wow. So my mission included how many years ago was it we met now? Because so I was pregnant with oceans. She's four this year. So oh my gosh. Okay, so it is a while. And in that time, it's been intense. Yeah. And so um one of the first things you said to me was like, anyway, I know you were born by forceps. Like, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I do. I know you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite significantly older than you, so I know you weren't there. So but um, yeah, she's um, she's quite a wonder. So then I began to realise that my um, my my wounds were showing, mm. and that I was living according to my life story up until that point. And I ch- kind of it was it's a choice in the end. You don't think it is, but I kind of chosen to give up my power for an easier life over and over and over again. Um, then um, so, so, so stop there because people don't know where you've come from. So you are mid. You who are? What have you been doing up and before then? Right? Because- okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I'm just diving in too deep. Right. So um, <laughs> I'm a mother of two, and I raised some more children as well. Um, I I wanted to be a midwife from the age of fifteen. And I didn't quite know what it was, but I, 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 it literally, I received it as if it was a laying on of a mantle. And I went, okay, if it's about helping women and it's about natural birth, I'm in. So yeah. I started to learn about it. I got a, quite a bit of pushback from my dad who wanted me to be a doctor. Right. So I got quite a bit of pushback. So he found out that the doctor for midwifery was an obstetrician and I said yeah but they fix birth that may need help you know there's something that that needs some assistance what I want to do is I want to facilitate natural birth for women he said well you don't need to do that because women just walk out into fields and squat and have babies I said okay dad yes I know my ancestors did that when they were in, when they was in slavery but now we can do better than that you know we can have water births etc so um I started to educate him he wasn't having it um so in the end I went into accountancy because at that time my dad was my first big love and I hated doing anything that would upset him so I just didn't talk about it went into accountancy he was quite satisfied with that I you know I'd, I'd I'd from the age of four to nine I had dreams of being burnt at the stake what? I I, 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 it was, I, I, oh, it was just so, so messed up. You know, I, I could see people, you know, that had crossed over. I could hear them and smell them wow. going down, and it was just a bit messy. So I, I, I asked for all of that to go. Didn't know I could, but I just pushed back on all of that. And as soon as I said go away, I don't want it. 
it went away and then eventually midwifery crept back in and me seeing people and smelling people and hearing people that are crossed over crept back in and um I'm running with the the midwifery part when Mm. I got into midwifery trained by the NHS thought something was up seeing and hearing women being tortured you know in the name of obstetric care Mm. Uh, all of it just was actually turning my stomach so I got onto the register after hearing and seeing all that um and once I went on the register I had another six months in a onesie the same onesie in my bedroom yeah it's gross yeah um in my bedroom trying to decompress from all the abuse I'd seen in midwifery in maternity services so then, you know, naturally, I didn't last long um, on labour wards, decided I needed to be an independent midwife, did that, loved it, absolutely loved it. COVID hit, noticed that most of the independent midwives that I thought were all about, all about, you know, women, you know, pushing back on the system, knowing your power, get educated, decline in power, you know, get knowledgeable about interventions and everything. They all rolled up their sleeves to take a jab and then started giving the jab in exchange for money. Yeah. And I thought, not all, but a lot. And I thought, hang on a minute, there's no evidence base for this whatever you're injecting into humans. And of course, now the truth is coming out about the stillbirths and the myocarditis and the spike proteins. All the, all the truth is coming out. And I'm just wondering, darlings, sisters, like where was your integrity when you, when you jumped on that horse after you'd been spending all your years telling women to ask for the evidence and evaluate it? Well, it's not enough evidence. We didn't have enough evidence. Where was the evidence to... No, there wasn't any evidence. So if there's something like evidence... It's when you just suddenly rolled out this vaccine and this jab and said, oh, it's safe for pregnant women or, or whatever. Like That's what they were doing. They were giving it to pregnant women. They were giving it to 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds. So so that's, anyway, even at the beginning of that story, as I saw that all, all unfold, I just thought, okay, I, I really am a misfit. I really don't belong. And and so, and then, you know, the Nursing and Midwifery Council, their disgustingness came into view and what they supported and everything else. And it's got nothing to do with my calling. My calling is to assist women and their babies to have the healthiest, happiest, ecstatic, safest births. That's not what, that's not what most midwifery is being practiced as. So I had to distance myself from that. So I had to make another, you know, big decision and leave the NMC, you know, deregister. <sighs> and now and now I'm in right my position. Yeah. yeah, the right decision because you know, okay, so from an energetic my perspective on birth is is understanding the energy centers and understanding that a part of us, um, you could call the chakra system your spiritual system, whatever it is, it's 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 part or an integral part of you that yeah. That is is ignored within the medical industry because they don't Absolutely. understand it. Your your machine, your machine. What are you like? You know, what is your body to them? Exactly, it's 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 something to use. And you know, now that they're creating their little wombs 
their, their artificial wombs, they're going to kick women to the curb altogether. So, you know. I mean, so much of the trauma that, I mean, I've got in my, already just like, I can name on one, I'd need more hands really to, to, to count for the amount of women that I know personally who have been harmed, right? And that's just people I know. Yeah, just yeah. My circle. Yeah. yeah. Right? And then you just think, people think this is normal. They've yeah. normalised a lot of trauma. My yeah. friend who spent, who, who obviously went through IVF, they, yeah. they do that whole well you've got this far and you wouldn't want to you know, take any risks so you should really have the induction and you should really that's the route they take with a lot of people we know that anyway because you know yeah. it's, especially people by the F because yeah oh you've done all this you've got this far you don't want to make, yeah. mess it up three days in hospital four sips uh her daughter yeah. had that in the end you know not the birth that you want traumatized and she will tell you traumatized her partner traumatized and I'm just like and I I was pregnant at the same time as her that which is the hardest thing because I was very aware I, I was aware of you I met you and I was like Jane Hardwick Collins 10 moons no induction 42 weeks go fuck yourself and you know it was kind of like the very opposite like to what everyone else because I was in my power I was in my power and very formed and just yes you can put the thing on me and monitor me all you like that's absolutely fine (laughs) but I know in you're not picking anything up me you're not breaking anything and it was so funny because I hadn't read that book had really gone into my own self during that experience, that that whole journey of being a, pre- a mother again, a pregnant mother, a pregnant, a pregnant woman. The first time with Tristan, so much trauma, so much of my trauma carrying into the room. And he was breach, which was all again trauma that was created within me that created that breach situation for him. He didn't really want to come, kind of thing, you know. And that's the, the that's. Well, the- I, I don't know. I've seen breach babies come quite happily. And I've seen them turn at the last minute. And what I'm saying is sometimes it gets you to that point where you're in that situation. And my friend was in labor exactly the same time as I was with Ocean Breach. And I said to her, don't worry, that baby's going to turn. Don't worry. Don't let them tell you about C-section or anything like that. Trust your body. Trust your body. Trust your body. And because she listened to me, that baby turned and she had the natural birth she actually wanted. Right. Had had she had allowed fear or anything else to come in to interrupt that process uh, and, and them going, oh, well, the baby might not turn or maybe we should just do a C-section anyway or whatever else. It's a different story. It, it could happen. It could change within a matter of hours because of your mental state. Now, it's your, your mental state. But, you, but, but I have to assert... Yeah. Breach babies can come breach. Absolutely breach, yeah. And it's more or less the doctors sometimes that don't want to do it. Like oh, that's that's the that's what I wanted you to realise. Us trying to turn the breach is all about the comfort zone of the midwife and the obstetrician. Yeah. Babies can come bottom first. As long as the baby's longitudinal, they can come bottom first. They can come with their legs splitting their body. They could come like in lotus position, complete breach. They can come. It's the doctors that put this all into like, oh no, your baby must be head down or they can't come. Yeah. In actual fact, if a baby turns itself, perfect. If a baby chooses to turn itself, then that baby will come cephalic with ease. If the baby is forced into cephalic position, position, they're much less likely to be born vaginally. 
So, so, so you know, all the... Having a baby, that's why I actually opted for C-section with Tristan. I actually had a lip because I didn't want them. You didn't want them. But the, the better option, but you wouldn't have had it available because most midwives and obstetricians have hung up their skills, literally left them in a drawer somewhere. They, they could just wait and you would have given birth to in breach. I mean, mean, this was my first time and I didn't feel assured in myself. I didn't have the knowledge that I had or the information because no one was giving me that information. No, they wasn't. Someone else was around me going, oh, breach, or maybe it is the best thing. Yeah, I know. They chat shit. Rebecca, (laughs) you would have been all right if you'd been around a decent clinician. But not being around them, girl, you you were right to let them have hit to have Tristan abdominally because if you try to have a breach vaginal birth with some backhanded midwives and obstetricians they could have hurt him yeah so so you know the best thing I thought was the best thing for him it was a really good call c-section elected c-section it wasn't emergency thank god I knew I was having a c-section which I think is sometimes better and you mentally prepared for that than having an emergency c-section yeah, well, well it, I've done another thing. No, I'm a pain in the ass now, so I interrupt a bit, right? No worries. It's not, it's not an emergency cesarean, it's an yeah. unplanned one. Right. The only emergency cesarean is where they've got to knock you out if you haven't got an epidural, baby's got to be out within 30 minutes, preferably 10. That's yeah. an emergency cesarean. You, you know, um, you had um, a planned cesarean, and these poor souls that drink the kool-aid about induction usually especially if it's your first baby usually end up with an unplanned cesarean and, and that's just I, bet, I don't think anybody there's not many people more that way but also like I think it's um it depends like I live in Wandsworth and it's um, most of the time it's like you're too posh to push and that that's kind of like a lot of people doing it so you actually think oh well that's probably an easier op- option for me but actually you know um I, I don't know having had both you know, having had the experience of having the C-section first and then having the vaginal, mm-hmm. like I recovered, the recovery for the vaginal was obviously so much better for me, you know, yeah. in terms of yeah. like looking after the baby. Obviously, I knew I was going to be a single mum to two children mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. again. So, mm-hmm. so I needed to be able to like recover because I didn't have any I didn't have any support, which just and I did. She did have a partner at the time, but we, we split up later. But it it was it was a very empowering uh, experience with Ocean. It, it was at one point, because I'm thinking, I'm, my baby knows how to birth. I'm doing the hypno stuff. I'm, I'm just in that zone. Yeah. I'm gas and air. There's no epidural. There's no other drugs apart from the gas and air. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I kept going. The pain was hitting me. And the contractions were coming. And I had to get in that zone. And then I was just like... At that point, I was talking, I was like, I was communicating with her, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, Ocean, yes, I was screaming that. That's all I was doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and um, they couldn't, the midwives couldn't believe it because by the time I came in, I'd been at home for hours and I'd, I'd been having contractions, and I was in the bar, yeah. Harry Sage, essential oils, my zone. I didn't, and I, I was waiting for my friend to arrive. By the time she arrived, on all fours, and I said to her, I'm having contractions, I'm, we need to call an ambulance. And I actually did think I was going to give birth in the ambulance. Wow. Well, it wasn't long after you got there. They told me to sit down. I said, I can't sit down. Her head is here. You yes. want me to sit down? Her head is here. They're like, yes. they didn't believe me that I was ready to push 
So I was in the hospital at half 11 and she was born at 20 past one. So Ooh, fast. But had I not been in that mental state, had I got there, yeah. my water's broke at five. If I'd have gone to that hospital at 6 a.m., it would have been a different story. Yeah, it would have I been. I stayed at home, my water's broke, I got in the bath and I just chilled out until yeah. my go anywhere because I had Tristan and I had to wait for my friend to come and she had to come from the other side of London you weren't around at that time because you were supposed to it was so how it worked out though it worked out perfectly because I wasn't worrying yeah you weren't at all I wasn't worrying I was trusting myself my higher power God whatever and I think that was the whole (laughs) excuse me the whole beautiful thing about it yeah that's right it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) And also, as well, the evidence, you know, not evidence, evidence. I like reading evidence, but you can't make your decisions based on it because a lot of evidence is skewed and whatever. But there's one thing that keeps turning up in evidence is that the earlier you go into the hospital, so that will include all inductions, the much more likely you are to end with a cesarean. Yeah. Because because it's, it's just... You being there, um, they put you on clocks, you know, they're impatient, they want to move to the next stage, they're overanalyzing everything that you go through, you know, if your labor pauses for you to rest or for, to empty your bladder, they pathologize it. So you did the very best thing by making sure that you weren't in there and you literally went in there for pushing and that was that. I went into I went into push and I, I because of my high to HIV diagnosis I had to go into hospital. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Ended up in hospital. I wouldn't have bothered. I would have had a no, home. That's they right. Wouldn't, exactly. they, wouldn't let, they wouldn't let me. I had to no. shoot my blood test. I had to have more tests. They had to test me while I was on the bed to make sure my viral. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was a bit more than what I was wanting. Yeah, absolutely. But you pushed back on so much. Oh, I did. They wanted to you can't breastfeed. You probably might have to have another C-section. They were telling me all this stuff. And I was like, no, this is still my birth. This is still my birth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's it. That's all it is for most women. You have to understand, no, this is your pregnancy, your baby, your birth, your experience, your power right there. That's all you need to really think about. And that's that's the knowledge that all you need to have is that what what, all these people are interfering in your... Experience. Yeah, they are. They are. And uh, I also want to say as well, like, um, I think when I was having children and a bit later, there were a lot of people that were considered to be too posh to push, right? But I would say I do look after quite a few posh people, and they're well into the push. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think, I think, again, many more people would have physiological birth if they had the support if they weren't being scared out of it you know like the things you were being told like oh you know you better have another stone or whatever you just had yourself in this nar you were just in the nar that was your whole energy was like no not doing that won't be doing that not planning for that not Not coming in not doing that no I mean what the hell I mean is it against the law I mean what what, what we're dealing with here like you know (laughs) and that's the power that's 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 what I'm talking about um that kind of power it's like I mean it's easy for me to walk that way now because I'm not estrogen dominant wanting to love everyone I'm now in this place where I'm going to do what I want first 
yeah. thankfully it, it lines up with what women want when it comes to childbirth right so that's great I think most women want to have a really nice experience of their birth. I don't know any woman that wants to feel pain, like wants to feel scared or feel yeah. like even that. Well, Leslie's program now on that right now, isn't it? I haven't even seen it, but I, I saw it. It's going to hurt that yeah. program. Oh, what the oh, hell? Why, why, why have you gone there? Oh, man, man. It's like I have to speak to you about this because I saw it. I was like, what on the earth is going on? But, you know, even those one born every minute shows that you used to think, oh, yeah, and then it would get you in that place of thinking this is normal. This is what happens to us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I used to say to people, like, don't watch this is um, the one born every minute. Just don't do it. It's not about childbirth. Yes, it is about maternity provision, but maternity provision is not about physiological childbirth. They're two separate things. Maternity provision is you know, at least the baby coming out alive. They'd like for you to come out alive too, but they're not too fussed. It, it, they, they, they're really fussed about their stillbirth statistics because it's a little race. You know, it's all very masculine. You know, oh, I want to be better. I want to be higher up the league table for stillbirth. You know, it, it's not really because they care about women and children. So that's what maternity provision is. I don't fucking care. I will say it. Yeah. Then we've got, We've got the majority of women that actually want a healthy birth for themselves and their babies. Yeah. So maternity provision, keep waving in front of them. If you don't listen to us, you're going to have a very unhealthy, unsafe, perhaps even fatal birth. And they keep waving that in front of the woman all the time. So, of course, she's going to go, oh, no, what am I going to do? I really want to have a baby. Then safely. And my friends all get carved up by going into the unit. But if I stay at home, something really terrible might happen. I'll never forgive myself. So that's the kind of oscillations that they're doing the whole time. And so that's why, you know. Is it encouraged? Is it really encouraged? Because obviously I know that was something I wanted but couldn't have, right? Ultimately, I had that home birth. But do they ever really encourage home birth? Mm, The majority, no. Yeah. And And if you've got a home birth team with home birth midwives in it, I'd say a third of them are genuinely like, yay, come on, we can do this no matter what. I'm skillful. I bring my skills to your party, your birth party, you know. And then you've got the other two thirds that are kind of ticking boxes and finding excuses. Oh, yeah, I've noticed that you've got like a bit of arm wobble. You know, I think you need to give birth in a hospital. Oh, I noticed you've broken a nail there. You probably need to give birth in a hospital. Oh, you know, oh, I noticed. They just don't know how to really hold a space for that. don't know how to hold the space unless you're like a size 10, you know, active woman with you know a boat for a vagina and the baby falls out you know <laughs> just make just make it all easy for us you know oh yeah you're a bit hypertensive and now it's being controlled really well by libitalol but I think you still should give birth in the hospital you know like I mean, it's always playing it safe I mean it's I guess we're, I mean, in life a lot of people are playing it safe Think yeah, about. But, it, but we, but if we didn't have the evidence to show that in hospital she's much more likely to end up with instruments or cesarean, if it's instruments, she's much more likely to end up with like a third or fourth degree tear, triples with yeah. instrumental birth, you know. So the, the the percentage. So you know why in good in all good faith would you move women into the hospital unit unless they're dying? Yeah. Literally, you know, it's, 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 
you have to set the bar high for women. They invest a lot. It's like there's a woman. I remember she texted, not texted me, sorry, she DM'd me. 38 weeks is still not told if she's allowed to have a home birth. I said, who's doing the allowing? So I said, woman, I said, can you go to your birth pool, please, and prepare for a home birth? Yeah. So you do the allowing, not them. This is like, this is what I mean. Okay, so we're asking permission from all these sorts of people to to do something that is completely and utterly very very natural and very normal and yeah. very normal part of life yeah even <laughs> casting small casting small isn't a casting small is a beautiful obstetrician in australia she's announced this week that she's no longer going to be practicing obstetrics i want to hear the full story behind it because She's one of the best obstetricians ever. And she made a statement that I saw a meme of a few a few weeks ago. She said, you don't need to ask any doctor's admission, um, any doctor's permission to use your vagina yeah. to have your own baby. Yeah. Basically, that is just beautiful. It's just like a clap. Yeah. And then something else she said, amazing. She's an amazing obstetrician. She said, um, anyone running around with a registration telling you that you can't have your baby vaginally because they don't have their breach skills. So it needs to be dismissed. Yeah. You're not having it. You can't be on a register, call yourself a fucking midwife or an obstetrician, birth specialist, and you can't catch a baby because it's coming upside down. What the fuck? I mean, and that's just the normal, like you said, they just come out that way. That's just normal. I mean, they, they just come out. They just know what they're doing. Your baby in your body, you know how to birth. I mean, that's I mean, that's the the vibe that I always got from Jane Hardwick Collins when I was speaking about her book. It's just normal. It's just it's not so normal. normal. That's just how it happens. It's just come on. Like, and, and if a baby's struggling to get out that way, we have hands. We know yeah. what to do with the hands. But yeah. what most midwives and obstetricians don't know is what to do with the hands if a baby's coming bottom first. And that's why when we did, when they did the HANA trial for breach, um, just to find out how safe it was to have a breach baby, even though it'd been happening safely for thousands of years, they found out that actually the problems were related to be us being taught, midwives and obstetricians being taught to extract babies by using their heads. I mean, who in their right mind thinks that's a fucking great idea, standard, routinely? I mean, the forcing thing, because I want to, I know we're conscious of time because I know you, we've yeah. about that, right? So let's just think about the birth trauma that actually happens. Yeah. What we don't understand because yeah. you know, we don't understand what the baby is experiencing. Yeah. Yeah, and we need to think a lot more about that. Just because they can't bloody write a letter or, or get lawyers in yeah. doesn't mean that they, you know, just so they can't say, oh, that bloody hurts, doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't yeah. hurt. Coming out into the world, how they're not really supposed to come out into the world, like coming out maybe too early and sometimes even the gut's not being developed, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like that. Um, coming out and getting a surgical glove, not the mum's microbiome. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these things that are like really overlooked in many ways, but can... Yeah. But extracting the baby by their head, why do most babies, like even babies that I, I, I don't, I, I just catch babies if I have to. They're usually born in the water. I don't yeah. touch babies' heads and pull them out. But, you, you know, even, even babies that just come out naturally, they, their head has been used to open their exit. 
they're going to be able to benefit from something like Bowen or craniosacral or something. It's a journey. We should just be offering that automatically. But imagine, like you say, you're, 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 in, you're in your developmental phase, quite accelerated. You're just completing the last two or three weeks. Some idiot decides that you should be cut out of your mother's uterus and abdomen three weeks before you were trying to come. You've not completed your development. Suddenly you're pulled out through an incision so you know they're saying oh you know babies that are born um, by cesarean have a much higher incidence of respiratory distress oh do they but there is that link with autism as well but which most people loads of people don't want to talk about but there is that and i I, because he did come a little bit early because i knew what he was having because i haven't completed the development no and there's that there's apparently there's this this um bacteria in the gut it's privatella. Yeah, that's right. You've read the same research, yeah. Privatella, and it's, it's basically, it doesn't kick in until sort of later, in the same way the lungs don't or whatever. There's something else that kind of like towards... Right. That's right. That, that's you know, right. We know that the gut microbiome is key to the immune system as well, and that's building blocks of life. And your emotional health. And your emotional health. Yeah. So right, a lot of babies born by cesarean, like my first child, um, end up with gut issues. They end yeah. up with... So gut issues do live in the world. Autism he was on the spectrum as well, diagnosis yeah. on the spectrum yeah. as well. So, so you know, but I know everyone that you know is earning money from from midwifery care or, or uh, as an obstetrician, stick their fingers in their ears and they start talking about this. Oh well, you're alive. What more do you want? Your baby's alive. You know, not knowing that <laughs> your child. Having there's a lot of unnecessary harm because there's a lot of ignorance and it's not there's the no we have the education we have we have the we have the, the we've got the papers we've got the evidence in many ways to show that actually you know these babies shouldn't be coming out too they shouldn't be coming out sooner than necessary oh. and that's why i'm thinking that was for me it was like no 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 i'm not doing anything she's coming when she's ready that's right not a day not a minute not an hour like she's coming but, and funny enough, she was ten moons exactly ten moons from con- from conception until until she was born. It was it's ten- not hard, is it? It's not uh, hard. Two hundred and eight days. Just, just count ten months. Don't count nine. Who does nine? What the fuck? It's not nine. It's ten. Just count- how many? How many people on a register put their hand inside a woman fidgeting with her cervix today, telling no. her that I- if they don't do it, her baby's going to die? How yeah. many times have women been told that today? Enough is enough, though, isn't it? It's it's kind of like we we have we have to make some noise about this because I do I do feel that you know no yes women are being harmed, children are being harmed, yeah. unnecessary harm. When imagine just being in in your own home environment, imagine like you know think about how cats give birth. They go in the dark. They just like you know <laughs> how how animals give birth. We're fucking mammals. Let's just let yeah, us we know. are. We are. <laughs> But uh, but there is no respect. And whilst we're sitting there, because a lot of people with their hearts in the right place will say, oh, let's talk to the government. Oh, let's write. Let's do a petition, send it to Royal College of Section Gynecology. I promise you, these people are not doing this by accident. It's an agenda. So mm-hmm. rather than pleading with them to stop harming you and your children, you do need to mug yeah. up on quite a lot of stuff. Talk to the right people, get yeah. the right people around you, find your power, find your power in other ways. It might be complaining about your meal at the restaurant. Just practice using I your power. No. <laughs> you know, I, I I didn't tell anyone to fuck off, but they could tell that I was just kind of like 
you know, please come in because I'm like, what is the need for me to come in? And actually, they made me come in on the Friday. And I and actually she then I went in for them to strap me up for an hour and do whatever they want to me. They, they could do that to me, no problem. But I'm not being induced. No. Oh well, we'll give you another week. I said, you give me what? <laughs> um, and then actually, I was in on the Friday in the hospital. Went home Friday night, and I said to Tristan, "Mummy's going to bed. Social's coming tomorrow." And I went and ate loads of food, smoked some scale cap. Um, <laughs> some other herbal teas, god knows what else. Uh, went to bed. Um, Did you come on a Saturday, was it a Saturday when she was born? On a Saturday, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> and so yeah, five in the morning. Uh, I watched this black cat walk past the window and it was like staring at me. and I was like, Oh, what's that about? And then that was it, the water's broke. That was it. So was like, <laughs> she was she was conceived on Halloween, so she's a proper witch, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet and she then was. on that solar eclipse, it was a solar eclipse she was born. It was, it was a, it was a yeah. solar eclipse, it was a new moon. Mm. <laughs> oh she's a moon water baby oh my god beautiful ocean well, i didn't actually get to have the water birth i wanted because it was all too mm. quick. Have oh, she's ocean she's the moon <laughs> she, the moon is her power water is her power she'll be she'll be great but she came out and they just said it was it was just like the fastest quickest one push pff, gone out and on me straight onto the boob she yeah, you're a natural fucking cry nothing she was just and that was it it was just like yeah. that's how it's supposed to be yeah that's how it's supposed to be has ocean been to the ocean not yet okay because um it's it's because she was born 2018 yeah uh, 2019 i was i mean i was breastfeeding her for six months 2019 yeah. you know i had a lot of shit go on you yeah. know behind the scenes with 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 social services and all sorts they i mean with them fuckers for years but um they did the care the kids did go into care for obviously six weeks at the end of 2019 yeah. and then 2020 was um you know obviously i, I got them uh, i had an amazing judge who had some common sense and um yeah, brain. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had the fucking pandemic so you know it, it's just been one of those things uh, but this year i am taking her even if it's just going to be here in the uk yeah Beach, she wants to go to the sea, but um, get her yeah. into water. But yeah. you've got a summer coming up. One of my it gets so crowded, but one of my favorite breaches is Canberra. Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's not too far. No. It's not too far. I mean, I think I think these conversations are so important for for women, and, and I know my my listeners will really want to share this message you know maybe some of you haven't even really heard my story and and that's empowering for you to hear what I've experienced and what I was up against but but also I just I I really don't want to see any more women hurt I don't want to see any more born into to into trauma because I know as as someone who works with energetics and works understanding sort of the root chakra which is the Mm. first chakra the minute we are born um that is that starts the minute we come earth plane the minute we come out of that (laughs) um the birth canal you know we are here and that's where our life begins and it's it's nice to be able to come into this 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 world in a nice peaceful calm relaxed nervous system regulated your nervous system as a mum regulated baby's nervous system regulated 
Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of the work I do is helping people to recalibrate, just get back into that space where I love that work. It's so essential, and most of us need it because this cruel world has no respect for women and the way they give birth. And also want to add as well that um that can be achieved with a cesarean birth as well. Mm. Um, when you have an abdominal birth, we can bring in some of the aspects that the baby receives being born vaginally. So you get Without the vaginal, like, did you do the vaginal thing on the face? Yeah, if you put the if you put the swab in the vagina, then the baby can have their face white with the swab, yeah. and then the 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 flora invades their airway, you know, their eyes, their ears, their nostrils. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things. Also, you can keep the cord intact for the entire, um, you know, the for the entire time you spend in theatre. And beyond, you can even have a lotus birth. They can remove the placenta from your uterine cavity at the same time as they remove the baby and then put the placenta in a disposable dish and the dish and the intact cord not clamped. Yeah. So with the baby go up. I didn't clamp. I let mine. I let ocean. Yeah. Oh it, no. Yeah. Thank. Thank goodness. And every baby deserves it. So they're robbed in so many ways, and we don't need to do that anymore. We can do better. So even a baby that needs to be born by cesarean, that baby can still be. It can be an in labour cesarean. Michelle O'Donnell has already spoken about it, and there's evidence to show the difference between babies born by planned cesarean and babies born by in labour cesarean. So mucus plug goes, and they get you in to theatre now everyone's going to say oh no but the theatres are thronging at the moment theatres are only thronging because they won't wait for babies to send their signal it's inductions cascading that are filling the theatres stop doing that crap and then you'll have people that can just take in labour cesareans you go in for real reasons not for there's an R in the month and all sorts of nonsense well (laughs) and and let people and let obviously let people know that they have rights, women have rights. So in induction, be informed and ask questions. Why yeah. do I need this induction? Is this yeah. really necessary? Why can't I wait? What's wrong? What's going to happen? Where's yeah. the evidence? You know, yeah. don't be afraid to ask questions and keep asking. And, and, and a good, you know, someone who's supporting you and will support you. End of. They'll support and, and answer all your questions if you have a ton of questions. Don't feel afraid to, to be able to. Don't do- feel afraid to ask. And if they can't, if they can't answer the question with stats, do you really want them with a scalpel near your abdomen? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. If I think it's fear mongering. Or if it's just you know, you know, people are bringing their own bias views into everything. You yeah. know, midwives are like, oh, that might happen. That might happen because it's happened to someone else. But who's to say that's going to happen to you? Yeah, and if that's 5,000 births a year and you've seen it happen three years ago, one in 15,000, like, you know, you just got to you got to ask more questions. And in all honesty, from what I've seen with proper evidence, everything that, they, that they're advising you induce for, it's not been shown that induction improves outcomes. So, you know, if you're, it, it, unless they can bring to you the stats and the facts, please don't, you know, just hand over your power and the... And the health outcomes for you and your children just don't do it that easily. No, no. I mean, I'm 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 41 now. I don't know if I'll be having any more children, um, and I'm grateful for my two. But yeah. I guess my work now is really helping 
the generation coming through as well as, as you having that impact on, on on the younger generation the younger women coming through yeah. you, well to be honest like 41 is not very old no it's not birth at the moment um so you know we're, we're gonna have people in their 30s and 40s that are used to being good girls that mm. don't push back so that's yeah. why I'm saying I'm, I'm not being obtuse when I say start practicing like you know practice in situations that aren't as important as you and your baby and I just start saying no to stuff asking for evidence and, and asking for a why you know um and if you're not satisfied if you don't get that deep peace in your gut please don't don't yeah, and always, that's something I've always really relied on a lot is is yeah. my is my gut intuition on a lot of things and in fact it was it was when um you know they had they wanted I was very adamant I didn't really want Ocean to go on to any kind of um HIV drugs but they insisted she had to go and have ACT for three weeks uh, when she was born but they there was something else that they wanted to do because they did a viral load test in the hospital and I said and I was like no 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 they were like yes yes and I was like no 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 no. anyway and they went back and they then then retested um it was this must have been my blood or something but I, I knew I wouldn't have any virus I knew I was adhering to the medications but then she was came out she said oh actually we ran the test again and it's fine but had I not pushed 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 and said no 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 that's not happening and I think it was because they wanted to keep her I think it was because they wanted to keep her in hospital or give her more drugs or something like that and I was like I've been in hospital I gave birth on Friday on Saturday and because no one was coming in on Monday to do the bloods or whatever or whatever I couldn't leave the hospital I've already been in this hospital longer than I want to be mm-hmm. I'm going home with my baby mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you goodbye and it's not even the first time obviously they were threatening me with social services and whatnot so that's kind of why I had what I had with with Tristan and Ocean eventually because I was already flagged by them like with my yeah, that's right absolutely no no way no way no way because they was already thinking to themselves well why does she keep questioning us and why does she keep coming yeah, they don't want that they want you to just do as you're told be a good yeah. girl yeah shut up do as you're told you know even when it comes to registering your child I mean like you, oh if you don't register your child and your child has to be registered within a certain amount of time they're going to fine you I mean it's it's like okay well I'm a human I've been I've, I've been born like you know like now you've given me this legal name you've created an entity so that you can yeah. further control me Let, that's, yeah, a whole, no word. She knows. that's a whole nother podcast yeah, but so though you have to understand the, what is actually going on when you're you're giving you're handing over a lot of authority from a very young age. You know, our parents didn't know any better, but as we are, but she do become educated and more informed, and thinking, oh God, you know, who owns us? Who own, do we, are we? Do we even own ourselves? Do we even have really real, true rights and freedom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Realize actually. We don't have as much freedom as we think. Oh, no, this is definitely a prison planet. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. It's a prison planet. But it's okay. You know, at the end of the day, there's more of us than there are of them. Yeah. So, you know, let's continue to look after each other. I'd love to have a chat with you. If, you. if you ever have time in your schedule, call me back for part two, please. 
Yes, I know. I know. And Kemi's she's in Mexico right now, and she's she's been giving me giving me her time. And I'm so glad. Thank you, Kemi, because it's been a long time coming. I've wanted to have this chat with Kemi so that you know you can see what's possible for you as a woman if you know you're pregnant or thinking of giving birth, and you want to have that really empowering birth experience. So, Kemi, tell just quickly tell people where they can find you. Obviously, I will put stuff in the show notes as well. Well, for now, um, there's a new war on misinformation. So but all I can say is for now, I have an Instagram account <laughs> called, Kemi, called Kemi Birth Joy Johnson. Um, if you don't find me vanished from there, you'll find me on Telegram on the Kemi Birth Joy Johnson tribe, I think yeah. it's called. Um, I... I will be starting a podcast soon. I will have, and I know I say will, but I'm about to launch a website. Um, so it's kemibirthjoyjohnson.com where you'll find me there. So yeah, just if, if you look out for Kemi Birthjoy Johnson or KBJ, you will find me on the internet. I will put everything in the show notes anyway. So um, you guys can click through and it'll be straightforward. But yeah, do do follow Kemi. I'm, 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 I'm just love everything that you share. I, I always share your stuff. I'm just so in awe. I, I, and I honestly mean that. I mean, I know you always say like you would have done it anyway, but just to, just to have you on my, on my team, on my side, um, really encouraged me and, and supporting me, which was actually what we need. We need other women just support, just supporting, saying, you got this, you can do you got this. You're clever. You're beautiful. Your body works. Like, just want to say that to everybody like sometimes people will present a problem to me at 41 weeks and and you know I'll send them a couple of links or whatever but then I usually send a voice note like Come on, you know you can do this. You're great at so many things. Why don't you think that really empowering and inspiring people and reminding people of their power? So that's great. I'm really glad that I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. I'm glad I know you. I'm glad that I've helped you in your journey so far. (laughs) Just little things. You have you are very powerful. Little things, a word, an expression, a look in the eye. it, It it you, you, you're a chain breaker actually yeah that's what you oh, I love you and look get enjoy Mexico enjoy your I time will. and um we'll definitely speak soon and thank you again yeah. for being on the show today thank you. Care, darling. you at Lowe's every pro is an MVP to us it doesn't matter how big or small your business is if you're a plumber roofer electrician or remodeler Your business earns back when you spend, gets exclusive offers, and paint rewards. It all adds up to help drive your business. Join Lowe's MVP's Pro Rewards and Partnership Program today. Minimum purchase required. Earnings and paint rewards awarded as Lowe's e-gift cards. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Filed through 1231-22. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. U.S. only.